That's Boys Don't Cry by The Cure. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. It's Friday night. Thank goodness we lost an hour earlier in the week, but hopefully you can stick around for the next two hours. I'll be here with you till 8 o'clock and pass you over to Stephen Payne, 8 to 10. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined in the studio tonight by Louise Connell and Stuart McLeod. Guys, thank you so much for joining me again here on Cam Glen Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I'm not a hundred percent sure when the last time you were in, but it's probably 2018 or something. It was a while ago. It was this time of year, though. Yeah, it was like a November, like a, a November evening, an October evening, something I like that. Because you told me, I wouldn't have remembered <laughs> it. <laughs> so it was, okay, it felt like the air was cold last time. Yeah, we we'll, we we'll only came out in the dark. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely dark. Remember. <laughs> yeah. But so you're going to be in, we're going to be playing some uh, tracks, going to be talking about your new album, what's coming up in the future, you've picked, uh, I've got a night off tonight it feels like, I haven't picked it. well I've got a couple of picks for the, the show, but you've picked a cracking playlist and I can't wait, was how easy it was to pull together a playlist? It was easy and difficult all at once, I think it was um, easier for Stuart than it was for me, so he's been sort of the decision maker the overall he's decision been, maker He's been driving that part of the programme He has Is <laughs> <laughs> that, that true Stuart? Well, yeah, that's what kind of um, we had an idea that it, we could only pick songs that we both loved yeah. um, by bands we both liked, so that immediately took out about half my record collection for Louise. Yeah. Um, that took out most of your record collection, but then the other things we considered were something that would be good for a Friday evening, so that took out a lot of things I like. <laughs> something with no swearing, that took out the rest of the things. <laughs> and then anything that was left over that I like sounded like a thousand screaming children. Yeah. That's the kind of music I enjoy, yeah. so actually we were left with very little on my end, so... Stuart really stepped in to pick things yeah, that sounded yeah. sonically very nice, but the, also were good songs. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff there's, we were talking to us earlier, we tried to pick an Off Montreal track, because we both love Off Montreal, uh-huh. and some of the stuff's absolutely amazing, but it does sound like it was recorded inside a sock. <laughs> inside so a sock. We found one that sounds good, but it's not particularly typical of the band, yeah. um, so always bearing these things in mind. We want people to stay with the programme, not go, <laughs> what is that? Let's find something else. What's going on? Yeah. And um, as I say, I should really introduce you, Stuart, because okay. obviously... Uh, Louise is our star of the show, and but you are uh, you wear many hats in uh, Louise's life. I do, yes. How many of them? Dog walker, dog um, walker, cowboy, cowboy, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. firefighter, um, producer, guitarist, and manager, and husband, and you everything. Know, you have to, You're yeah. a busy man. I am. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you handsomely paid for all of the jobs, or is it minimum oh, yeah, wage? Absolutely, no, no. It says it's. <laughs> I was going to say it's a joy. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like sarcasm. It's an absolute joy. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, yes. So it's thank you so much for coming in. As I say, I was lucky. Um, I can't remember when you sent me this track through. I think probably be about six weeks ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a new song from Louise, Minor Expectation. I've played it every single week. Um, and I've been listening to your music probably for about five or six years or so. And this is one of the best things you've ever done. So much. Um, tell me a wee bit about Minor Expectations. Well, I I think Stuart was in the studio with Mark Brzezinski uh, for uh, drums for the album that should be coming out soon, in the future, in the near future. Yeah. And he came back, he was like, it'd be great if we had an upbeat song that Mark could play on and um, something we could even put out as a single. So I thought, I will write that. Because if you tell me, if you give me parameters, I will write to those parameters. So I, um, I came up with something, I sent it over to Stuart, he was like, yes, we will record this now. And then we just ended up putting it out because it doesn't really fit with what the album's going to sound like, but 
it did sound, I think, like a single. Or we just thought, who cares? Even if it sounds like a single, we enjoy it. Let's put it out and see what people think. And it's, it's done all right, actually. It's done, it, it, it's done better than I think we thought it would. Yeah, for clarity, it was a different album I was working on with Mark. This is what I love about it. Oh, yeah. so it was. He had already done Sorry. Louise's album a while ago. He's done that a long while ago. Yeah, so when he was up working on something else, he said to me in passing, has Louise got anything else I can play on? He's like, Mark, you've done the whole album. There's nothing left. So I kind of jokingly said to you, it's a shame you've not written the feel-good hit of the summer and we could do it. And I came back for lunch and Louise had written it. <laughs> and I was I like, mean, okay, so we just did it that afternoon. I know, because um, I, I just want to reverse back, right back through that conversation. <laughs> and Louise, you said you've come up with something. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's like it's like it's like me going in the kitchen and jotting down on my shopping list. <laughs> you you go away and come back with this, and it, and I'm always very careful, you know, what if I, if I'm speaking to the artist and what what it reminds me of. That there's so many um, artists that popped into my head. And I hope you don't mind me saying this, but but see like Kirsty McCall and that vibe, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because. I'm really lucky, you know, I get sent new music all the time, nearly every day, and yeah. it's, I'm really fortunate. And I always have this first play, first play thing. If something gets me on the first play, it's not like a slow burner that I need to kind of real First play, it's, it, it's, and there isn't many songs, I can genuinely say that, that I, I've, I've been wowed by. Thank and as I say, and this was one, and it, as I said, I've played it the last six weeks, and people have it's tend to tune in my show have asked me, who, who is that? You oh, know, look, and I'm like, yeah, well, no, no, I don't mean that. A, no, I, don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like it's such a it's such a great song. It's a like I like most of your lyrics. That I mean, I was I had, I, I I messaged Stuart the other day because you were working on the playlist. I says, is it okay if I pick four of your tunes? I'm so glad that you offered to do that. <laughs> no, I, I, as soon as I did it, I immediately regretted it <laughs> because I went through and listened to two or three albums that I've got, and then I was like, oh. So I thought I'm just going to read them, read the, the lyrics in tandem, and then it really jumped out at me. And the, some of the lyrics are just brilliant, but we'll come on and talk about that in a wee bit more detail in the show. So. Minor Expectations, that's out just now. How can people get hold of that? They can get it through last Stuart, night last from night from Glasgow. Yeah. Yes, nice. that's the main place uh, yeah. to, to find it and to get it from. Yeah, so, so it's actually out as a physical yes. single. Yes. Yeah, it's a lovely wee thing with the James Marr sleeve yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, I love so. the sleeve actually, and yeah. that was something that he came up with us. We didn't give him much time, and we really love that sleeve now, mm-hmm. so it was very yeah. nice of him to, to do that. I know, because... I mean, I'm 105 years old, <laughs> and I've been collecting music for most of that time. Uh, and I'm I'm old school, you know. Downloads are brilliant, and Spotify and whatever you, it's great. It's really great. But see the the physical yes. stuff. It's like the, the the new Beatles track, which I'm going to play a wee bit later on. Um, I can't wait to get that as a seven inch clear. I think it's out as a clear vinyl. But it's out now, so I'm dying to get my hands on that. Yeah, but you're physical media people as well, aren't yeah, you? Oh, for yeah, sure. Because totally. uh, I was speaking to Steve Grantley yesterday. He's a drummer with Stiff Little Fingers. He's got a new EP coming out. And um, his last album came out, and it was uh, orange vinyl, double, you know, sleeve. With it. it was artwork, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like your stuff. You look at your, your, your albums, 
you could you don't know whether to um, put it on a turntable or put it on the wall. It's yeah. one of these things you're like, oh. Put it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I say that to my kids in 40 years' time. They'll be going, what is what would we do with all this stuff? I'm like, well, I'm going to put wee blue stickers on the stuff that's worth keeping. So yeah. I do yeah. think the phrase physical media enthusiast is better than like hoarder. Hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what people would like to tarnish. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know, because... I remember we did a, a kind of Mr. and Mrs. thing oh, about 10 years ago. And then one of the questions was, how many CDs have I got? And uh, I think the guess was about 600. And it was... Well, I know why she was laughing. I know, I know if you, because when, it, when I came out to give my answer, I thought, well, how honest am I going to be here? So I think we, I went with about 2,000. And then that wasn't anywhere near either. So. <laughs> but anyway, we digress. So um, I'm going to queue up. Uh, this is uh, Louise Connell's brand new single. It's out just now on Last Night from Glasgow. Uh, play with me tonight. This is Minor Expectations.
Tune in to the Cam Glen Express every Friday night, showcasing music from every continent around the world. And beyond. Fridays from 8pm on 107.9 FM. Cam Glen Radio. It's out there. Yes, it is. Uh, stick around 8 o'clock. Stephen Payton here to date you through till 10. I'm Brian Burns. This is Canlan Radio 107.9 FM. I'm joined in the studio tonight by Louise Connell. Uh, that's her brand new single there, Minor Expectations. And uh, Stuart McLeod, uh, he's a guitarist, producer, uh, everything. He does everything. He's looking very sheepish, but yeah, it's all he's true. got a CV as long as your arm. <laughs> and uh, we'll come back to that later in the show. So I have virtually had nothing to do <laughs> this, <laughs> this two hours of my life. Um, usually I'm semi-professional and I do make an element of a playlist, but this week, hee-haw, so it's great. So Stuart and Louise have picked the tracks and the first one, Sly and the Family Stone, why have you picked them? We thought, well that was the first one we came up with actually for the playlists, because as I say we were trying to work together to think of something that we, we both really collaboration. enjoyed, and I thought if I was, it was a Friday evening, that's what I would want to hear on the radio, I was just thinking what would we want to hear if we turned on the radio on a Friday evening, that's what it would be. Absolutely. Um, so, and we had not long watched, not long watched the Summer of Soul, uh, kind of a documentary, it's just a, I suppose a docu-film on, on Disney and it's got the the whole festival, the whole uh, concert, and the Sly and the Family Stone performance, and particularly Everyday People, is the real standout, I think, from it. That, and I think the Nina Simone, I suppose, and yeah. the Staple Sisters is the other yeah. one. Um, so it just was in our minds. I don't know if you. Yeah, no, to absolutely. Add to that. Yeah, <laughs> I think we come up with that pretty much immediately, right? Let's get yeah. Sly and the Family Stone on there for a start. Yes. So. Yeah, because he's a quite an enigmatic character, as I've seen off air. I mean, in Uncut magazine this month, there's a big interview, like a recent interview this year. He's come out of. Hiding is probably too strong a word. Um, he's got a biography coming out, so it'll be quite interesting to read that. Yeah, as Maura's saying, how much he remembers as well. Because yeah. I can't remember, like, yesterday. And I <laughs> don't partake in things that maybe certain no. other people may have. Well, yeah, I absolutely. <laughs> affected their memories. <laughs> oh, I'm the same. I mean, if it doesn't go in a list, it doesn't happen. I, mean, I, I write the most mundane things on lists. Yeah. Other than maybe one, slides just keeping lists. Yeah, other than <laughs> one foot in front of the other, everything else is on a list. Um, but yeah, I'll cue that up. Um, this is um, the first one off your playlist. Uh, it's uh, Sly and the Family Stone, and this is Everyday People.
Yeah, the wonderful Sly and the family's doing as everyday people. I'm Brian Burns, this is Camlay Radio 107.9 FM. Big week this week if you're a Beatles fan. Um, we had a brand new track. Uh, it's been uh, cleaned up, freshened up, and uh, Peter Jackson got his hands on it. Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, got an old John Lennon uh, demo that Yoko had found in a box somewhere, probably under his bed type of deal. But I think they worked on it in the, in the anthology. Have you guys heard this yet? Nope. nope. Heard it. Cool. And as I say, it came out, I think, on Wednesday. And the um, good reaction to it and uh, an official video that Peter Jackson has put out came out today. So I'm going to include it in the show tonight. This is the Beatles' brand new single. Never thought I'd ever say that <laughs> in my lifetime. Um, brand, I know. <laughs> Brand new single by the Beatles on Cam Lane Radio, and this is Now and Then.
Yeah, that's a brand new single by the Beatles. That's now and then, <laughs> and I see that's out now. It's mad. Sorry, I just laughed when you said brand new single by the Beatles. I know, I, just, I know. I think they've got uh, potential. I think well, this, this is the thing. They're, they're a breakthrough artist. Yeah. Yeah. I know, because somebody put a kind of cartoon, because I, I think at the moment the Rolling Stones are number one with the album charts. <laughs> yeah. There was a brand new single by the Beatles. I said, how, how far did the clocks go back? <laughs> I, saw that, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was quite funny. As I say, um, I'm Brian Byrne, this is Cam Glenn Radio 107.9 FM. Thanks for joining us. I'm joined in the studio tonight by Louise Connell. Um, I uh, <laughs> decided to pick four of my favourite Louise uh, tracks, which was like picking your favourite child. It's an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Um, so, uh, as I say, in terms of your career, when did it, when did it all start? Oh, a long time ago. Uh-huh. Probably not. It changed a lot after I met Stuart, so um, it's probably had sort of different segments to it, but I think when I met Stuart and started really thinking about sound properly and like working in the studio, that, that changed a lot for me, and that was now a very many years ago. Was that about seven, eight, eight first years EP ago? was eight years ago, sure. yeah. So, wow. but I'd been doing things before then, and been that was kind of when like I, I played as Reverie Me, and I played with some other people doing Reverie Me, so it was a a slightly different thing um, and then that changed because we realised no one could say the name Reverie Me and it was like <laughs> honestly it was it made no one wanted to play the songs yeah. on the radio I'm like, I would play your songs but I can't say your name and I was like right okay we need to revise the name I think um, but yeah since I was very very young probably yeah. about 20 years now which I'm just like oh my gosh and I, and, and I mean I, I, I've listened to, to uh, you know three albums this week I think and um, I mean, how would you describe? That's why you're shaking. No, your <laughs> no, not at all. It's an utter joy. But uh, the, the thing about it is, there's that, so that many surprises on your album. Well, I mean, what, how, what would you describe as your your style or your influences? I think when I started, I never wanted two songs to sound the same. I That's remember getting a review years ago and said they sounded quite similar, and I was like, never again will never I get this review. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was trying to, and I like the idea of having different genres within. Um, you know the same album so it's good in a, like I enjoy that but it is I think it can be jarring for listeners I think a lot of listeners now maybe this is unfair but a lot of people like things to be very cohesive mm-hmm. and they like if they can hear one song by an artist and know that is what that artist sounds like but I don't think that's what I'm like at no, all you're, No and, and, and that's not in a bad way do you know what I mean because the album I, 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 I try to make things easy for myself this week so I really focused on um, this album Squall Echo Rail. Now, there is so many different. It could be a compilation of a, of a whole mix of people. Or the, there's so many different elements to yeah. that album. It, it was totally deliberate because basically the way it worked out, we were doing three EPs, but then Pledge Music shut down and ripped us off for about eight thousand quid. So we we're left with all this music. We're over it now, of course. <laughs> You're over it now. Um, so we thought, well, let's just put. Out a double album, but I don't mean a double album just in terms of lots of songs. You think about, to me, the great double albums, like London Calling, yeah. XL Main Street, The White Album, every every time a new song starts, it's a wee left turn. Totally. You never know where it's going to go. That's it. And that's what we wanted to do with Squall Echo Rail. It's, nothing sounds like the, the track previous to it. No. Um, and it just keeps taking... I mean, there's a song towards the end that's out and out country. To me, it sounds like a Patsy Klein song. Sure. And it comes out of the blue at you. And that's the whole idea. It was a proper double album. Yeah, no, for sure. Because, I mean, I don't know if I'm being unkind with this but, but there isn't many um, artists out there that have enough songs to make a double album 
you know, of the, oh, it's got all the quality. Yeah. Remember, yeah. I mean, the Clash did the triple album and they shouldn't have bothered. But it's, <laughs> it's a good double. It's a good double. <laughs> but I see, no, it was absolutely brilliant. So I, I've picked, and I, I, I hope you don't leave the studio before the end of the show. We've got to bear in mind my picks. But, but I've played this song a lot on my show. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Uh, Rope, can you tell me anything about that? Yes, I'm, I can't even remember writing Rope, which is terrible. As I say, I've got a terrible memory. You've got so many songs. <laughs> yeah. It's not another one of those, actually. It's probably a bit of a companion to Minor Expectations, so yeah. it's interesting that you've chosen yeah. it. It's it's very acerbic lyric, um, and sort of not a dissimilar, I suppose, sound-wise, that kind of pop, but very influenced by sort of uh, rock, although Rope be like the idea of having a sort of... Um, Phil Spector. Phil Spector kind of, yeah, that sort of influence in it it'd um, be my baby beat in yes. the middle of it ah. the rest of it I was aiming for the attractions yeah. I can say just I'll, I'll be totally hand on heart we're trying to sound like the attractions uh-huh. yes. but without um, Elvis without Elvis Costello's uh-huh. voice so I'm going to queue up just now this is uh, Louise Connell uh, on Cam Glen Radio and this is Rope
Fantastic. That's uh, Louise Connell. That's Rope. That's off her album Squall Echo Rail. So I'm saying, Elf, mate, I need to hod back. I'm getting all fanboy <laughs> during that. That was ridiculous. No, go for it. Go for nah, it. No. <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been off the clock this week. You've picked the tunes. I think this one's credited to you, Stuart. What's, what's the story of this one? Well, basically... Um, I didn't pick any Stones songs today, as we've discussed, but I sort of slipped a Stones track in. Um, it's Mary Clayton doing her version of Gimme Shelter. Mary Clayton was the original singer, or the backing singer, on the Stones version of uh, Gimme Shelter in the 60s. I'll quickly tell you the great story. She was in her bed, three in the morning, gets a call, come down to the studio, we need a backing singer, and she that's the performance. A, a baby, she, she had, that's right, yeah. yeah. And she in her bed. <laughs> <laughs> just in yeah, a baby. Yeah, in just her cupboards, in her nighty. And she, it's we one of the best know. performances, vocal performance, I've ever heard. There's yeah. a bit in the middle of it where her voice just breaks. Anyway, two years later. I think it's that and Great Gig in the Sky. Those are like the two yeah, best sort of guest yeah. vocals. It's a similar vibe, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. Um, but anyway, two years later, she put out a solo album and she did her own version of Gimme Shelter and it's staggeringly good. It's, uh-huh. it, it, anyway, I don't want to spoil it. It's just it's <laughs> magnificent. Brilliant. And I love when people pick tunes and sometimes it's tunes... I would say 80, 85% of this place that I've never heard before. I'm not saying I've never heard the people, but mm-hmm. I've never heard the tracks you've picked, so fantastic. So I'm going to queue up for you tonight on Cam Glenn Radio. Uh, this is Mary Clayton, and this is Gimme Shelter.
that's that's Mary Clayton. That's Gimme Shelter. Uh, see, I'm Brian Byrne. This is Canline Radio 107.9 FM. Next up, brand new track. Uh, Ian M. Bailey, he's out with his third album. He's collaborated with uh, Daniel Wiley. Uh, new album, On Its Way. This is the brand new single off his new album, We Live in Strange Times. I wonder how he came up with that title. It obviously wrote itself. Uh, brilliant collaboration between Ian and Daniel. Uh, see, this is a brand new single. Play for you tonight on Canline Radio. And this is It's Summer Rain. Summer Rain, that's off his brand new album coming our way soon. We live in strange times. I'm Brian Burns, Cam Glenn Radio 107.9 FM. Um, I'm in the studio with Louise Connell and Stuart McLeod. And uh, I don't know how your day has went, but my day has been slow as treacle. And that 45 minutes went back in, by in about 10 seconds. 
So we're charging on. We'll get to the stage where we're talking like uh, Morse code. Yeah. In the <laughs> That's 45 minutes. Yeah. I know. So, um, and uh, you guys have picked a set list. Um, <laughs> the sensational Alex Harvey band. Tell me, how did that get into the short list? Well, I, I think we chose it. That's a, another meeting point for Stuart and I. So I think it was, it was another good one to compromise on. But um, Alex Harvey's one of those um, acts that we will like have on the car radio in the morning or on the CD player in the car. And it's one of the few things I can tolerate in the morning. It just makes me feel like, yes, yes. I can live life and everything's okay. And <laughs> everything's this, this okay. music's mad, but it's just so enjoyable. And uh, I've got a wee even like a little, a little pin Stuart got me. A couple of years ago, it says like Bambo rules on it, and it's um, I wear it on in work, and I'm a teacher. And, uh, I think I thought, like, what, "What's that? Who's Bambo?" I was like, oh, "I would take too long to explain." It'll come back to me in what ten years. Yeah. I'll get it in more depth. But yeah, a great, a great band musically and visually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like Ted McKenna, the late Ted McKenna's a good friend of mine. Um, oh, man. And I played with him, did a couple of workshops with him, played him a few times. He's one of the most incredible drummers I've ever worked That's with. Right. And this track actually starts with an absolutely classic Ted Phil. Uh-huh. Um, just very much missed him. A lovely guy. Um, he passed away quite recently. He did, yeah. Uh, it was kind of tragic. Tragic, um, yeah. An operation went wrong. Because um, I used to bump into Ted like, every single Sunday in Tesco and Coke Ridge. I'd bump into him and we'd have a wee nap, and it was great. And then for ages after he passed away, every time I was in, I kept, oh, I wonder where Ted is. And it just it kept coming back to me. It was no, you horrible. Don't go. Yeah, no, I know you don't that's go. it. I don't go that's anywhere, that's no point. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But I kind of thought, because like, a couple of years ago, Louise was asked what her favourite Scottish album was of all time. And um, an Impossible Dream was right up there as one of her top mm. two. And I thought, I ah, we should have some Alec Harvey band on the Friday night as well in, yes. on Cam Glen Radio. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I'll cue that up. Uh, this is a sensational Alex Harvey band, and this is River of Love.
The sensational Alex Harvey band and that is River of Love uh, see I'm joined in the studio tonight by Louise Connell and Stuart McLeod I'm talking to Louise about her brand new single uh, Minor Expectations, played that earlier I'm going to play a couple of more tracks by Louise before the end of the show I've, I'll see I've locked all the doors so they're going nowhere <laughs> until about 8-ish um, so I'm going to all smash hits on you in terms of questions I'm looking for the first single or album or the first piece of music you're happy to admit that you bought on radio. You know, I'll, I'll say it, I'll admit it. It was Brandy and Regis. I think it was a cover of um, Another Day in Paradise. It was a load of R&B artists doing Phil Collins covers. And I think that was it. I don't know why this was a thing in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit, I won't say something cool. Yeah. I, could, I, could, I could think of something cool from later, but that's probably the first thing I bought. Well, I, I can say something cool and honest. Yeah, okay. And honest. Um, when I was three, I was obsessed with music yeah. at that age, and I got my first record, from I think it was from my birthday, and it was Come and Feel the Noise with Slade. Slade. And at that point, all I wanted to do with my life was be in a band. <laughs> um, there's footage somewhere of me in Super 8 at the age of three with a toy guitar screaming that song at the top of my lungs. Um, and I still got a shiver every time I hear that. You see that voice at the start, the baby, baby, baby. Yeah, because I mean, oh. are they not touring that uh, as a fiftieth anniversary? Is that right? This year, oh, I didn't know. I did not know that. Yeah, well, th- th- there's another s- surprise gift hey. you can get for Stuart. Go. You're welcome. Yes, any gifts that Stuart can get from me or, <laughs> well, he's, he's or got Brandon Reggie yeah. He's got all your stuff bought <laughs> already. Very rare, yeah. Uh, well, no. So um, yeah. So the next up in your playlist is, um, you know, full disclosure, because we're, we're, we're amongst friends, uh, I'd never heard of this at oh, all. fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Well, hopefully you enjoy it. Yes. Um, so tell us a wee bit about this one. This is Animal Collective and Summertime Clothes we picked in the end. We wanted to pick an Animal Collective song that wasn't too mental, basically. <laughs> um, there are a lot of quite mental sounding Animal Collective songs and albums, but this is from, I think, their, their sort of more commercial album that I think is the most accessible as well. Yeah. They did have a, a big hit with the other single of this album, so if you, w- if you were to have heard of them, I think it would be that. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just, I, I really love them and they're one of the few bands, I think, from the last 20 years that are sonically you know, quite enjoyable to listen to. That album, at least, it's, is, you know, mad. It's, it's well I mean, made. There's so much going on. It's kind of like musical mayhem, but with the Beach Boys in there. Right. The, the songs are really hooky. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I, I love their stuff, but trying to pick a track that works on radio, I think this is brilliant. To me, this is pure pop. Um, yes. I think they're incredible. I think they're, they're the most inventive band I've heard for the last 20 years. Brilliant. Oh, well, so, I'm going to cue that up just now. Um, this is a Animal Collective and Summertime Clothes. Summertime 
from Pink to Supertramp. From the Beach Boys to Prince. And everything in between. Tune in to Sharon McGinney's Mixed Bag every Tuesday morning from 10 a.m. Only on Cam Glen Radio. Yeah, tune in, 10 o'clock. Tuesday morning, you get Sharon. Uh, before that, we had uh, Animal Collective Summertime Clothes. I'm Ryan Burns, Gambling Radio, 107.9 FM. So I'm joined in the studio tonight by Louise Connell. Louise, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Prolific talent. We've established and agreed that since the start of the show. So basically, I was going to ask you um, of, of all of the kind of jigsaw of the whole thing. What is it you prefer most? Writing, recording, playing live? What's what? What do you prefer? Writing, right? Every, every time writing. Um, I that's that's the one thing that like if I just if that's all I did, I'd be so happy. Um, when it comes to playing live, I just think there's a lot to be desired. Like I, I try my best, but I'm not you know I'm not boy. You know what I mean? I'm not got this like you know I'm not I'm not a performer. Um, I don't think all artists have to be, yeah. but um, I do think it's like it's not it's not my niche and. Uh, I think for recording as well. I've actually, over the years, I think I've started to enjoy recording a lot more and started to enjoy like singing a lot more. But see, when you isolate the different parts, it feels very stark and it feels a bit scary. Um, so I think the writing process is just something I would do for fun, regardless of if I did music or not. I, I really enjoy it. It's how I make sense of, of the world. It's like my... I would say like football is like how a lot of people make sense of the world like they go and, or like they'll do a sport uh-huh. or they'll listen to music or something like that and this is mine is just like writing songs so it would be writing for me and and, and w- 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 in terms of writing i mean do you sit down to write or does something come into your head and then you go i'm going to write about that yeah i sometimes it's the latter and i would like it to be the latter more but often it is like right it's time now Louise you must sit down and you must write a song and I quite like actually having some rules and parameters like Stuart will say actually it'd be good if we could have a song for this or we need to finish this off um, but also what happens a lot is Stuart will be in the studio with someone else and he'll be all I don't know excited and hyped up about music for some for a different act and then I'll be like oh I really want to do music now as well and it's an energy that you feed off so he'll usually come in after working with someone else and I'm like, I've I've written a song too, and he's like, that's nice, dear. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's nice, dear. I've been working on uh, other tracks for <laughs> seven or eight hours. I know because I mean, it kind of blows my mind. I mean, I've written a couple of songs for the band that I'm in, but I mean, I've spoken to songwriters over the years, uh, and I kind of asked that question. I mean, did he? I mean, if I asked you, you know, to go away and write a song, uh, you know, about bananas, I'll do it for you. You can do what it. You really want and, and and that's that, that's the thing. You know, people like gave me, you know, and James and Skin. I mean, when Graham Skinner was on the show, and you mentioned you were working with him at the moment. He was part of a songwriting project where they got like a sheet or a page. It was a page of a book or something, and they cut cut it up. And basically sent out either a phrase or a word in an envelope through the post. Ooh. So basically you got that through the post and it would have a word in it. And you had to write a song based on what you got through the post. That's 
fun. Yeah, uh, uh, I had a son like that. that. Well, we said the word exoskeleton in the conversation oh, once, Stuart right, yeah. and I. So I was like, I will write a song with the word exoskeleton in it. And then I wrote a uh, song, Sure. I don't know if you know that song, but that's where that came from. You know, one of my favourite ones, because I can't do this at all, I can't imagine being able to do it, but occasionally we get a brief in an email from Louise's publishers, and it will be literally like, We need a song for tomorrow at 4 pm about this. Um, and one of the times we got you to do it, and it was a song about um, addressing a child, and almost immediately you wrote 10 Feet Tall, which I think is one of your best oh, songs. Oh, that's a great and track. And it just came out of, because we've been asked this brief, and all of a sudden as well, it didn't get used, but it's now the opening track of your album because it's a great song. Yeah. I used to say one of my friends at work thought that song was about my dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big dog. <laughs> Actually, that's fair enough. Though. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And as I say, I'll... I'll give you time to think about this, or unless you've got the answer now. Um, if you could pick anybody, dead or alive, um, not the band, um, dead or alive, to cover one of your songs, who would it be and what song? See, there's there's two answers. One is Stuart did have a dream about Elton John covering one of my songs, Venus, which now I I, I think about it and I think that would that would really work actually. That's good good work, subconscious of Stuart. Uh-huh. Um, but apart from that, it would just be someone like you know if you get you know like Abba in their heyday to do like a version of it, I would love that. Or yeah. I don't know what song or like Dolly Parton. I think that would be just yeah. like like someone with like an amazing voice but not a typical voice and just uh, another great songwriter. I think would be really fun to see how they would deal with um, one of my songs. I think it'd be I would I would love that. So if uh, Dolly Parton's listening, it's gambling tonight. <laughs> I, 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 she, she tunes in regular. She does, yeah. she's a big fan. I know, she'll probably have texted me. sign photo yeah. over on the wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she'll text me on the way home. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, I'm, I'm busy, Great Dolly. Show, <laughs> I, I, I'm off to do the big shop, but I'll, I'll speak to Louise. <laughs> yeah, and it does say a lot about Stuart that he dreams about your songs. Yeah, that's true. And Elton John. That and Elton John, yeah. <laughs> but, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, so, anyway... Back to the playlist. I don't. I'm pretty sure since 2016, since I've been doing this show, this will be a first. Captain <laughs> Deepart on my show. Tell me about this. I'd been listening to a lot of Tom Waits recently, and if you listen to a lot of Tom Waits, sooner or later you have to start going back to Captain Deepart because he's nicked so much from him. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's quite hard to get Captain Deepart on the radio, but. <laughs> there's but. a lot of there's one album a couple of albums in particular just pretty straight just great tunes and this is like his soul track um, and it's brilliant I mean it's it's just I, I did want to get some Captain Beefheart on but also without getting everyone to turn off the radio I love Captain Beefheart I understand he can be challenging sure but if there's ever going to be a Captain Beefheart track that gets you into Captain Beefheart I think it's this one it's going to be this one okie dokie what one have you picked too much time too much time I got a too much time Too much time I got too much time To be without love Too much time I got a too much time I got too much time Too much time to be with in my life I got a deep devotion White as the sky and deep as the ocean Every wall that's waves make me cry Every bird that goes by gets me high 
Sometime when it's late and I'm a little hungry I heat up some old stale beans Open up a can of sardines Eat crackers and dream about somebody to cook for me Too much time Too much time Too much time Too much time Too much Too much time by Captain Beefheart and Brian Byrne. We are running out of time. As I say, we're charging on five past seven. I'm joined brilliant by the brilliant uh, Louise Connell and the uh, fabulous Stuart McLeod. And they're in to chat about various things. First thing I want to ask you about, Louise, the new album. There is a rumour. <laughs> the rumour going around. How, how, how close to this is it to be, Drew? Um... It's it's close, right, Stuart? <laughs> it, I mean, you know, I, I think Mark, Mark Brzezinski did the, the drums on it, and to be honest with you, he took it to a different level altogether. Um, I'd worked with him on a few albums before, but it was only that one that I realised just how inventive the guy is, because uh-huh. I just let him have at it. Um, and he really elevated everything in a different area to the point we thought it, it's becoming more of a kind of Peter Gabrielish sort of Kate Bush sort of thing. It's it's quite proggy actually. I've, yeah, I've been writing a lot on piano, and what I've realised happens is that I end up writing prog songs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Um, and it's part of that. So he had done all his parts, and I started sort of thinking about it with it. Um, and then I brought in Lewis Gordon to do the bass on it from Deacon Blue, and Lewis is an incredible player. And I'll say now, I'll go on record and say. His contribution was every bit as much as, as Mark's was. Sure. Um, again, just an incredibly inventive player. Um, I mean, the songs are, I, I, can, I know you can't say this, I can. The songs are the best set of songs Louise has written. And so the responsibility from the word go was pretty huge. Sure. Um, and we just wanted to do something a bit more ambitious um, than we've done before. So it's a very long winded way of saying it's not far away at all. It's not far. Um, so it's it's going to be next year. I'm hoping to have it done by New Year, so we'll yeah. celebrate next year and maybe about yeah. early next year. I mean, this is where, if Ian from last night from Glasgow is listening, he's probably Ian throwing things off. at the radio Turn just now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's the plan. I mean, it's it's kind of, it's one of these things that feels to me like it's an absolute mountain because there's, there's so much going on musically. The sure. real is, is, is really daunting. Uh-huh. But then I'll go back and listen to it because the problem we've got is I kind of have to fit it in at the weekends because I'm working during the week on other people's records. Oh. And sometimes I'll go back and listen to it and go, God, this is nowhere near... But it's getting to the point now, play it and go, that's almost done. To the point we actually thought we might have a song for you to play tonight, uh-huh. but 
we're, we're probably a few days away from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just that I mean, nothing on the record is particularly radio friendly. That's why we did Minor Expectations as a single. Yeah, yeah. All in the yeah, meantime, we'll put this out. Yeah, because I was amazed when I was speaking to Stuart through the week just by Messenger. He says, it's not on the album. I'm like, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, it's, it, so leave on your kids at home when you go to holiday. It, it just, you know, I keep thinking that because I love it, but I kind of think if you did it, it would be really jarring. This yeah, album, yeah, yeah, unlike yeah. the no, 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 it's very coherent, you know. Um, and it's it's lovely and it's dead dramatic and the songs are long. Minor Expectations will be on a future album. It'll be on the next one, but not I'll the get next over one. I'll get over it. I might not. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this one because I think it's like every time I hear wee bits of it, it's, it's spine tingling. It's, cool. it's just really beautiful. No, I'm looking forward to hearing that. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I say, I, I gave myself the ridiculous task of picking four of Louise's tracks for this show. There is a kind of unwritten rule about four tracks over a two-hour period. That's why we went down to four. So I wish I hadn't done this, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I rested on this song, which I played a lot um, when it came out on the album, um, Cross the Line. But during the, the Great Plague of 2020... Um, Stuart sent me through a new version I've crossed the line, can yes. you tell me a wee bit about that? Yes, we re-recorded it I think the vocals, well everything's kind of new and updated on it um, and the main change was that was when Sharon Shannon came on to, to play and the, there's an instrumental section um, so she came down to the studio and uh, played accordion and whistle in the end She, No, viol- it was fiddle uh, Fiddle, fiddle, accordion and fiddle there was yeah. a couple of, cause she, Her main instrument's accordion but she was like, I'll play a wee bit of the fiddle as well. And she was obviously incredible. She's like a virtuoso musician when yeah. it comes to like a sort of trad instruments. So it was, she it was amazing. Sound out anything. Honestly. Oh, and a gorgeous yeah. person as well. Just like so friendly and so so kind. And yeah, so it just sort of came about that, that she she came to work with us on that. And we sort of released it as a, as a joint single. So it went out in Ireland as well. And I think it was like Sharon Shannon featuring Louise Connell. And then here it was Louise Connell featuring Sharon Shannon. Which yeah, that, that was a contractual thing. <laughs> well, that's all right. I know, that was my compromise for various other bits. Yeah, involved, so yeah. absolutely. But um, yeah, so that was the sort of the re-release version that, yeah. that went out in 2020. There wasn't much else going on yeah. in 2020. So, uh. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. I know because we were doing the show from the house, and oh, it was brilliant. It was great. Not at all like doing this. But then I was getting new music sent through, and I was like, oh, new stuff from. Yeah, Louise Goral. Oh, it's an old track. Oh, wait a minute. So it's an old track which has been upgraded. Yeah, it's interesting because I actually really like, like the ver- there's a new version of Rope that I prefer, and if we ever release that album, I'll change the version of Rope, but I wouldn't change the version across the line because I really like the original. It's got a sort of oh, no. charm to it that's different. Totally. Um, the, the vocal's much more relaxed, but the Sharon Shannon one's much more up, I think. And that was kind of the single, and then that became like the single version yeah. of, of yeah. Across the Line. Well, that's it. I mean, don't tinker with greatness. <laughs> I like tinkering. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I know. So I'm going to cue that up just now. This is uh, Louise Connell featuring Sharon Shannon, and this is Cross the Line on Cam Glen Radio. I could have been a genius, but I crushed the brains out of my skull. I could have been a lover, but self love would make my skin crawl. I could have been a monster, but the screams were fester in my mind. I could have been a good friend, but I always cross the line. Always cross the line. Sentence first, not. 
Connell featuring Sharon Shannon, and that's Cross the Line. I find myself telling the actual artist that their songs come to an end uh, <laughs> like they don't know. I, I didn't, so it was useful <laughs> for me. So, because we could just end up chatting away off air, but anyway, that doesn't make for good radio. <laughs> so, so guys, thank you so much for coming in. Well, uh, really appreciate it. Uh, so I'm joined tonight by Louise Connell and Stuart McLeod, and so they've been doing all the legwork this week. And as I was saying to them off here, I intentionally haven't listened to any of these tracks. So it's like a whole school day for me. <laughs> so next up, Split Ends. Tell me about this. Well, we're both huge Crowded House fans. Yes. Do you know the interesting thing about this? When I was going through the playlist, I just thought, oh, actually, Split Ends. And Louise came in and she said, I've been thinking Split Ends. I thought, well, that, that's got to go on it's then. It's got to go on. It's one of these singles. They had a big hit in Britain with I Got You, which everyone knows and it's a great track. Yeah. History Never Repeats, the one I've picked. To me, it's a better song. It's a classic pop song. It was a single. I think it completely stiffed, and I can never understand it because it's, when you, it's just radio friendly. It's sparkling. It's bright. It's Neil Finn at his best. Uh-huh. It's just a brilliant track. So there. No, I think that's, that's everything I would, <laughs> no. I would contribute. As I say, I mean, music is just one of these things. That, I mean, it puts you back to either a different time mm. or it leads you into something else. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So no. Delighted that you picked this. I'm dying to hear it. I'm going to play it for tonight on Cam Glenn. This is Split Ends. This is History Never Repeats. A girl I used to know She dealt my love 
Yeah, that explains uh, history never repeats. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Camlin Radio 107.9 FM. Thanks for joining me on your Friday night. I'll be here for another, I guess, 40 minutes. I'll have to go home, do <laughs> mundane stuff. I'll hand you over to Stephen Payton. He's in the room. He's in the building. He's in there. This guy knows more about music than Google, and he's still prepping through there, so that shows you how much he cares. <laughs> but I'm joined in the studio tonight by Louise Connell, um, playing some of her tracks tonight, and and her husband, uh, Stuart. Stuart is a guitarist, producer, arranger, songwriter, everything. So uh, you've got, is it Beatroot Studios through in... I have, yeah, yeah. Coat Bridge? Airdrie. Airdrie, excuse me. That's oh, a right, very yeah. important yeah. distinction. Uh, Airdrie. Yeah. They're so different. You do shops in Coatbridge. <laughs> <laughs> so you work with people all day long. What's it like working with Louise in the studio? It's a joy, honestly. Joy. I'm not just yeah, saying no, no, I, I no. would say that if she wasn't. Um, right. Louise is probably <laughs> the easiest artist I've ever worked with in terms of you have absolutely no well, ego whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's dead easy. I think also because um, we tend to see the tracks from the word go the same way you know I don't think we've ever did a, a crossword in the studio I mean it's your record it's not my yeah, record yeah I mean because obviously the albums are produced by Louise and obviously you've got a huge input into that mm. so yeah. I mean it must be a, a tight collaboration and you're hugely experienced in the studio from both sides I mean I think also over the course of the records we've done I've been encouraging Louise more and more to to take credit for that for a start. Louise has a habit of not taking credit for anything. Um, and I also have, get, I have get noticed. Involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just think um, the only thing is you get really sleepy really fast in I the studio. Do. It's the weirdest thing. This is a woman that runs marathons, and yet about an hour and a half into the studio, you can see her just falling asleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true. I try to fight it. I don't know if it's a stress thing. Maybe I think it is. Like you get a bit overwhelmed by the whole experience. Yeah. But, yeah, it's fascinating. So oh, I mean, because it is quite intense... Uh, I mean, you guys are a billion miles down, further down the road than myself. I mean, we have recorded a few things with our band, a, half a dozen tracks. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> well, I went down, Marty, who's our producer, arranger, uh, and I, he says, just come down, it's easy, it's no bother. <laughs> and I mean, two of the songs that I actually wrote. <laughs> but as soon as he went, like, okay, go. I, d- I didn't know. I didn't know what day of the week it was. Yeah, Never mind yeah. the chord to play. But yeah. he says, "Do right, just calm yourself yeah. right down." Yeah. Stuart doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand people getting nervous when What's they're his recording. Work? Yeah, he's work. like, "You could just do it again if you get yeah. make a mistake." And I'm like, "No, Stuart, I need to do it right yeah, first time." Yeah. I think it's because maybe because I've spent my entire working life in yeah, studios, yeah. and I've been even you know from the age of 14, 13 I was recording. But to me, live is much more stressful because if you make a mess of something, it's on YouTube before you've come <laughs> off stage. Yes. Whereas, yeah, if you make a mistake in the studio, just stop the tape. And I, I'm, on it, I'm completely calm about that. I mean, I'm always saying to folk, don't move on until you're happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, if you somebody, because like Marty and our band has been doing it for this for 20 years. So he was just like, oh, no, that's fine. No, no, that's good. No, no, yeah. that's fine. Well, and I'm like, it's okay. He's like, no, it's fine. You're like, but, but it's your job, and you're you're in there. It's just like falling off a log to you. But for other people, they go. <gasps> I can. I do understand. I mean, I, I find it exhausting. Actually, that's the main thing. I'll come home at night and I'll be absolutely wiped out. Especially if yeah. I'm doing something like if I'm writing a string arrangement. There's nothing that tires me more than that because uh-huh. it's just constant concentration. Mixing's really really tiring. But I don't find it. 
No, I do find it stressful sometimes, don't I? Mm. If there's a deadline... Not with me, I'm a delight. You're a delight. I, I'm a wee bit um, and you, pernickety. Well, here's the question that I always ask when I've got somebody like you in front of me. Do you know when... Are you confident when something's finished? Kind of, yeah. I mean, what I find is um, if someone's struggling in the studio, and it does happen occasionally... You have to know when they're at their limit. There's no point in getting them to do it for another six hours because you're asking them to improve you know, two years' worth of development in a day. It's not going to happen. Nah. So you have to draw a line then and go, sure. you know what, I'll work with this. Um, I sometimes struggle to bring a project in because I just want to do a little bit more, a little bit, especially with mixes. I think that's what I mean by the yeah. question. I mean, there's a great quote from Keith Richards about working in the studio is not about what you can do, it's can you make the decision. And I think that's it. Because you can do anything. You yeah. can go at this for years. Um, I've never once made a record where I've listened back and not thought, oh, I wish I'd done this. Or that. I've never this. once. Ah, right. I, cool. I, I've come close, actually. Um, your last single, The Truth I Suppose I Always Knew, that's as close as I think I've ever come to it. I wouldn't touch that. That was it, cool. That, uh, and, and that was the first time oh. with Mark Drummond on it as well. So, um, But yeah, generally, I'm a wee bit of a perfectionist, but you have to be realistic about you yeah. know, the whole project. I mean, there's no budgets anymore yeah, either well, to, well, this is to do that. So. It's like conflict between Stuarts. You need to be a perfectionist and make things right and organise and stuff in my absolute chaos of like, <laughs> if I have a gig coming up, I'm like, maybe I could just write a whole new set list for oh. you, like, all the songs. Which is what I did when I started playing. I thought you couldn't really play the same songs. Like I know because <laughs> see, I see Louise between uh, between you and me, and I'll fix your headphones off right now. Yeah. I think it's just a thing because I phoned Marty and our band on Wednesday night on the way home, and I was listening to stuff in the car, and a track came on. I thought, well, that's quite a cool track, and well, I remembered, and I had to speak Marty with somebody else. I thought we, we could do that track as part of our set, and he went. We could do that for McCool's. We're playing there on the twenty fourth. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't mean for the end. He said, and I've got this great arrangement that we that we can slot in at the start of the gig. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, it'll be great. I was like, no, I'm sure it'll be great, but that's for twenty twenty four. I'm glad you did. That I mean, that well. you did all of one gig last year, and half the set was from the new album, which we hadn't even recorded yet. <laughs> wow. You know, and I know you wouldn't want to do any of that next time you gig because you want to do new songs. Yes, that is, it is unfortunate, but yeah. then that's why you come in handy, yeah. <laughs> amongst other things. I mean, it's yeah. difficult because I don't. You have absolutely no concept of of marketing at all, and I like that. To be honest, oh, we should do this because this is what will be expected. That just goes right out the window. Yeah. At the same time, it's nice to play a song that. No, at least one of them they've heard, oh, yeah. I think. I know. So next up on your playlist, we've got the Staple Sisters. Come on. Well, that was another one from Summer, Summer of Soul, Soul, actually. But yeah. you've just been, you were really delving into Staple Singers. <laughs> yeah, I bought a couple of albums. Well. And the album this is off, I mean, it's a classic track anyway. The whole album's incredible. And just these unbelievable grooves with fabulous vocals and just... Oh, I love the clash between like they just look like sort of nice women with their dads. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like, like, like almost teachery, just kind of like nice women. And then you like hear them say, "Oh my god!" Yeah, they open their voice. Like rock open stars, you know. I know because I, I'm sure I could be wrong. Probably I'm wrong. I'll edit this about out later. But I'm sure Jim McDermott played, went on tour. He did. That's right. I forgot. We made the staples. That's yeah, right. yeah. I totally forgot. That's about right. Because yeah. when he was in, I was asking him about because he's played he's played a few gigs in his time. Yeah, and and yeah. I was asking him about favourites and stuff like. That. He said that was really cool. Yeah. yeah, I forgot all about that yeah. actually. Yeah, that's right. So I'll cue that up just now. Uh, this is Staple Sisters and Cam Glenn Radio, and this is Respect Yourself. Mm-hmm. 
That's um, the Stable Sisters. Respect yourself. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Candlelight Radio. Should your mic on? I think it's on. Never a day off, Stuart. I know. <laughs> no. It is. I think it is on. <laughs> Yours are definitely on. <laughs> I just thought I had a yeah, that's better. Thank you, <laughs> Stuart. Now we've just added uh, tech, tech, uh, tech, support. tech support to your to your growing CV. I wasn't like, being nosy. No, no, because uh, uh, there was something happening, but not quite. It's the story of my life, Stuart. <laughs> uh, I'm a loose connection away from completely unraveling. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I say, that was Stable Sisters and Respect Yourself. I'm Ryan Byrne, it's Camline Radio 107.9 FM. So, next up off your playlist is The Sugar Cubes. Yes, you want to talk about that one? Um, yeah, I remember when this album came out, um, I think it was my last year at school, and I read a review of the single Birthday, and it was kind of described as ethereal vocals, and I, th- I was a massive, or I'm a massive Cocteau Twins fan, so I thought it would sound like that. And instead I heard this sound i've never heard anything like it to this day actually yeah um so birth that was the song birthday that was our first choice really but i thought friday night track delicious demons the one that was your choice wasn't it's, it? it's my second favorite track in that album and it's the best sugar cubes album by a mile so yeah. i think it's a brilliant track it's got Bjork. It's right. actually you that suggested Sugar jerk. Cubes now, I think. About it, yeah. This is all I can think of. I heard her once say that in an interview, Bjork, rhymes with jerk. And they're like, <laughs> I can't hear her name without saying that Say in that. my head. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'll cue that up just now. This is Sugar Cubes and Delicious Demon.
Yeah, that's just sugar cubes and delicious demons. So see, I'm Brian Byrne, and uh, I'm joined in the studio tonight by Louise Connell and Stuart McLeod. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Uh, and uh, well, I'll let you go in about 20 minutes, and you can charge into the night. I would do this in the house. Yeah. If I find a victim, I'll just sit so there and go, you know what? I'm going to sure. get 100 records. And just, having a great you know, time. I, know, I know. This is the, the official two hours, but I do it the rest of the week. <laughs> I'm generally just sitting in my room myself, talking to myself. It's... Yeah, there's a few people monitoring me closely. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as I say, thank you so much, Louise, for coming back on the show. Oh, really so appreciate it. Uh, so we've got exciting stuff coming in 2024. There's a new album just over the hill. Yes, should be soon. Should be soon. And. Uh, any live performances in the distance? We had, we were supposed to have a show a couple of weeks ago, but that was postponed and should be happening towards the end of this month. So if you go into my social media, it will be there if, it's, be if it's happening. Great. Um, and hopefully when the album comes out, there will be an album Some launch. I do quite, I'm not right. big on gigs, but I love an album launch. Yeah. It feels like a party. Yeah. And you like, just invite people that you know and yeah. then just everyone has a nice time. I know, because I mean, make something. a few years ago, uh, uh, chronological Logically, now I'm completely all over the place. But the the the, the night that what you did in the Glad Cafe, yes. that was brilliant. Yeah, that was a great gig. It's a great little kind of vibe in there. Yeah, it was absolutely. brilliant night. Quite relaxed. You appeared anyway, quite relaxed, and it was a great vibe in the room. Yeah, I think it's that feeling of when it's your gig and it just feels like, well, people are here to listen to me, so I will enjoy playing for them. Well, you know, when you support someone, you're like, no one wants to hear me. Uh, well, <laughs> see the thing is, you say like a, like a house party. It, it was like that because mm -hmm. there was a lot of people in the room that you knew, uh, that I knew anyway, mm -hmm. and probably you knew uh, a lot of them as well because I've been following you for years. But yeah, it was a great night. So I set myself this ridiculous task of picking four of your songs, spread over two hours, um, and then the the last one was a was a short list on two. So I had two to squeeze, it. and I usually carry a decision coin around with me <laughs> everywhere I go. But I went with Hard this. Dent. I know, absolutely. Um, so I've went with um, We Night. Is there anything to quickly tell me about that before I play it? Yeah, I mean, that's um, Stuart did a really great synopsis of it off air. It was about me trying to sort of make sense of. I think it was one of the many refugee crises that there have been over the last few years, and that's that's kind of where the song came from, and the point of view of a child as well, which actually quite a lot of my songs end up being from the point of view of yeah. children or about children. don't know if there's something my therapist wants to talk about <laughs> regarding that. Um, but yeah, that's basically... And there's a, another version, a sort of ambient version, you were talking about that as well, which is basically nothing but vocal and just sound is in that the background right? as well, yeah. which we thought kind of worked with that track and that song quite well also. Well, as I say, this, this, this is the one I picked, and so thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm going to play this just now. This is uh, Louise Connell. This is off her album. Um, Squall Echo Rail, and this is We Night.
Fabulous. Louise Connell. Um, we Night. That's off Squall Echo Rail. Louise, thank you so much for giving me a chunk of your Friday night. Stuart, thank you so much for You're coming in. Welcome. Oh, thank you. We've had such a fun time. Yeah. This has been like, just, yeah, it's so much fun to come along. And just Honestly, as I say, I'm not just saying that because you're here tonight. As I say, I've had an absolute joy listening to this album again this week. And as I say, I took my down, myself down a cul-de-sac of chaos. <laughs> Trying to pick four songs off it. 
so I can relax. <laughs> I can relax <laughs> now. <laughs> um, Your yeah, powers gonna, come back. Ah, well, this is Power it. I know. I'm beginning. To, ah, my shoulders are going down. <laughs> yep. uh, so. One more track from yourselves before I let you go. I'll unlock the door and you can run into the night. I think you're getting some kind of takeaway on the way home. I think you talked yourself into it. I know, you just come in here all full and content. That's true, just had a dinner. I know. (laughs) So this next one, um, the Tragically Hip, what's going on here? Yes, um, I hadn't really heard of the Tragically Hip. They're a Canadian band, uh, or they were a Canadian band, and I think they were pretty popular there, and they're very proud of them in Canada. And it was this was the song, it's the title track of, not title track, the, the title sequence of uh, Programme Anne with an E, which is an adaptation of Anne of Green Gables that I totally fell in love with. But um, I just it's a very mellow track, and I think it's their best song, so yeah. a good pick for a sync. And um, yeah, I think it's one that, if you've not watched that programme and you're not Canadian, I don't know if you will have, have heard them. And it's quite a nice one to listen to. Yeah, cool. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on, Cam Glenn, again. Hopefully well, we can hook up either um, back in the studio in 2024 to talk about the new album, which is coming. Yes, um, definitely. <laughs> literally can't wait. But, uh, <laughs> Me too. See, uh, <laughs> no. but, but Stuart, I don't think I've been too fanboy, have I? No, not at all, no. Great. It's been very I don't think it's possible. That was, yeah. part, that was part of the brief. <laughs> 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 uh, so thanks, Louise, for coming in. Uh, I'm going to play this track that you've picked. This is a Tragically Hip, and this is Ahead by a Century.
Yeah, that's uh, tragically hip. That's ahead by a century. That was the last pick from my studio guest tonight, Louise Connell and Stuart McLeod. Thank you so much for them coming in. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I'm going to finish the show with a couple of tracks. Uh, we'll finish it with a Cesar session uh, that Stuart actually played on uh, from 2019. Uh, beautiful cover of uh, David Bowie, I Can't Give Everything Away. Uh, but I'm going to finish the show by playing my own tribute to Paul Diet. Uh, sadly passed away this week. Um, Paul was a bass player in the Paul Gamo and the Black Magic Blues Band. I had the privilege, and I use that word uh, with love, really, to see Paul play in his band with Paul Gamo and the full lineup. Paul was a, a, the bass player, he was a great guitar player. He was a total gentleman uh, on and off stage. Um, he's, he's had his battles um, over the last few years. Um, he got well and he got back on stage and uh, I was lucky to go and see him when he was back on stage a couple of years ago. Um, but we finally, uh, he sadly passed away this week. So Paul um, is uh, going to be greatly missed and my, my heart goes out to all, all his band members, but particularly his wife, Alison. Um It'll be an incredibly difficult time for her um, uh, over the last wee while and over the next week or so as we lead up to sort of pay our respects to him next week, um, uh, his funeral and um, celebrate his life. He was a wonderful guy, um, he was a great bass player and I'm going to play a track and I asked Paul Gamble if I could play this. It's a unreleased um, Paul Gamble and Black Magic Blues Band track. I'm um, so going to play that as a tribute to Paul. It's a track called Long Gone. I'll be uh, back with you next week. Um, whatever you're up to over the weekend, do it quietly and safely, <laughs> fireworks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this goes out to Alison, and this is a tribute to Paul. Uh, this is Paul Gamble and the Black Magic Blues Band, and this is Long Gone. <laughs>
Brian Byrne on Cam Glen Radio. Thank you, Mr. Brian Byrne, for having us. King 